Catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. When I first heard the phrase, our father who art in cyberspace, I really did not believe my ears, but upon reflection, um, I felt a little bit at rest. From the 1900s to the early 2000s, when churches started owning websites, mailing lists, broadcast on radio and television to when forums, community blogspot and chat rooms started springing up to now, when you can live stream religious activities, follow all your spiritual leaders on social media and even have applications developed to help meet religious demand of congregation. Mobile apps with religious content are not new anymore as religion is now experienced instantaneously through technology. Now in this episode, we'll be discussing the rise of virtual worship and religion in the digital age. Joining us is a Catholic priest who is popular on TikTok and Instagram for being accessible in its priestly vocation, uh, is popularly refer- referred to as the TikTok father, all right, Father James. James yeah, Welcome, Father. Thank you. Thank you. So, Father James, why did you decide to take on this route in actualizing your vocation as a Catholic priest? It's not exactly a road that every priest would want to take. Thank you so much um, for inviting me, um, Anthony and Gloria. I feel honored to be in your media space and in this platform. The first thing I, I must say is that we are in a new culture. Today, we are experiencing a new wave, a new culture, a new generation. And that new culture um, is the social media culture. That is where most of our young generations are found. And if you want to reach out to them even more, that is where you can find them. Because in the social media is where they spend most of their time. Imagine yourself, look at your phone, if your phone is tracking how many hours you spent on social media and on looking at your screen, your screen time and the rest of them, you would realize how many hours you spend on social media. And we know that whatever one feeds themselves will grow. They say what you feed grows, what you starve dies. So we feed ourselves from, with the content that comes from the social media. And whatever content we see, we may take as the right thing because it's getting more likes, it's getting more shares, it's getting more, you know, attractions from people. Now, the reason why I jumped into the social media, I was not, I'm not the first to start using the social media amongst Catholic priests. Um, even the Pope himself started using the social media, especially Twitter. Pope Francis, um, Pope Benedict XVI started using Twitter a very long time ago, some years ago. And then in 2016, in March 2016, Pope Francis opened an Instagram account as well. These are means to reaching out to our new generation, to reminding them that wherever they are, the church can still find them. So me coming into this space, into that social media space, is just a continuity from, you know, with the church as part of the church's mission to reach out to this young generation. So that's my zeal. My zeal is to reach out to the young generation, to keep reminding them that there is God, you know, that God loves them, that God cares for them, and that God needs them. 
it, it, it really interests me to know that you said you want to reach out to the younger generation because of a truth, Father, it's the younger generation that we can find very active on these social media platforms. Mm-hmm. So it's only reasonable that it's because of them that you do what you do. And I think that was how you were able to reach out to me. And that was how I was able to find out about you on TikTok. So mm-hmm. well done on that uh, decision that you've taken. Thank you for that decision, Father. Now, this shift in technological impact from religion online to online religion and finally, to digital religion today, as a certain expert, has impacted people. Now, is digitization and social media changing our perception, our experience, and practice of religion? You mean like religion online to online religion? So I think are they like two different concepts, you know, whereby you find the church online to online building a church. Um, I wouldn't see much difference in both. However, you know, with the digitalization happening, globalization, people, you know, trying to meet each other through um, the media space, I think it is wise enough that church comes in online. But religion, as it is, is not an online affair, but religion uses on, um, online, uses the internet as a tool for its evangelization, for evangelization. So just like reaching out to the whole world when Jesus says, go out to the whole world, proclaim the good news. So coming into the media space is all about evangelization, to evangelize the space, to evangelize the people. And of course, it is changing the mindsets because I could remember while I was in Nigeria, people do think that whoever is on Instagram, on Facebook, in fact, priests sort of hide, sort of, to be on these platforms. Because the idea people have about these platforms is where nothing good comes out of. Nothing good happens on Facebook. They see it as, because that which is not good has become popular on these platforms. If you come to then Facebook, if you now Instagram, you know, Twitter and the rest of them. So when they see a Catholic priest, they think, what is this person doing here? You are not supposed to be here because everything not good happens here. But then the church comes in as Jesus coming into our world to say to us, it is not the healthy that needs a doctor. It is the sick that needs a doctor. That was why Jesus was found in the midst of sinners, in the midst of tax collectors in the presence of sinners, trying to, you know, convert them, bring them back to the Father. So the priest in that space is making every effort to change the minds of the people, to always present Jesus in the faces of the people and to tell them, listen, no matter where you found yourself right now, Jesus still loves you and he wants you back. This pops a question in my mind, Father, how that many people do no longer go to church physically anymore. You see all of them focusing on um, the one that you hear, I will stream service online. I will stream Mm -hmm. the mass online. I will stream worship online. And they neglect the part of a physical gathering with the saints, with the believers. Now, mm-hmm. yes, I know that what you get physically, you can also get it online while you worship. But then again, Father, where is that 
place of communion, that place of, oh, I didn't see my brother in church today. Let me check up on that person. I didn't see my sister. Is virtual worship the future? Is that where we're turning towards? No, I must say no. For Francis actually warns that the social media should help us to better connect, rediscover, and assist one another to better connect rediscover and assist one another but then it does not in any way take away physical gathering i think people are doing so now they are giving excuse of covid19 and right now we are talking of the omicron however before now before covid george was actually online where mass is going on online things we are going on online ministrations we are being streamed but they were streamed for those who are unable for a very genuine reason. In fact, the church makes it very clear that you can only attend such uh, um, celebrations online, especially when it comes to Eucharistic celebration. You can only attend it online if you are incapacitated. So if you are sick in the hospital, aged, you cannot make it to church for a very genuine reason, then you can attend mass online. And for such reason, we saw last year, 2020, when the COVID-19 struck, we saw that the church accepted online because at this time, no one was allowed to go out there and to have physical meeting. So you still find the church continuing where they were, you know, but opening up and telling people, okay, now you are incapacitated. You cannot attend mass physically. Now the Pope gave a blessing for the church to, you know, for people to start attending online masses. However, now people are giving excuses, are still using it as an excuse, but it is condemnable. So wherever you have the opportunity to attend physical gathering, I think you cannot equate physical gathering with whatever happens online. Online sustains your faith, but does not take away physical gathering. Hmm. Now this calls into question the um, earlier idea of you know online or digital religion becoming a thing or becoming an idea that we should start thinking about or start romanticizing. So it's a total no-no. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's a total no-no. Um, Pope Francis calls them social hermits, social hermits. So young people, you know, locking themselves up on this media space and, you know, forgetting the social gathering. I tell you, there are, there are lots of um, pros and cons of social media and when it also has to do with the church, okay? The first thing is families eating together comes with their mobile phones and forgetting the gathering. You see, people, um, husband and wife, sitting together, not actually listening to each other, but then surfing the internet. Mm. It then comes into church. You know, people now prefer to like sit down in their comfort state and switch on their television and they want to uh, attend mass. If it is for a genuine reason, then they are blessed. It is okay. But then if it is for a lazy reason, then it is not okay. Because you cannot substitute physical gathering, you know, with online ministration. Like I say, it is meant to sustain the faith, sustain your faith. Like on Sunday, you go to church, you worship with the people, 
Then during the weekdays when you are unable to go to church, maybe you are working, you can follow up with masses online. You can also follow up with you know online ministries like listening to gospels, listening to messages, you know, uplifting yourself, listening to gospel music, you know, but then do not equate, do not um 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 you know substitute physical gathering with um with online mass it, um, for a non-genuine reason you cannot okay is there any fear for religious authority being questioned uh, because some critics feel that information um, is getting much more interactive much more mobile and much more abundant and um you know maybe the church is just being defensive this is in relation to um, um um, digital religion or online religion being a thing. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, I don't think that uh, the church, um, because the church is the people, uh, the church is the people. So for the church to grow, we need the people and we need to be in the faces of the people. And to approach the people, we are using the social media, we are using the media platforms to reach out to the people. And before now, information has been out there. But unfortunately, it is not reaching out to many people. And then many people are not questioning a whole lot. But you see, for our faith to grow even more, we need to question. Because St. Paul says we need to be ready to defend our faith. So the church cannot be that defensive. But the church can be explanatory of whatever we believe in. We can explain more, you know what people don't understand. And the media space now helps people to understand even better, to question more, and to also understand better whatever they believe in. Well said, Father. Now, there seems to be a certain tag on people who seem to express their religious inclinations on social media. I could just take to my Instagram page and then decide to explain one thing that my pastor has said in church and just tell everybody that I do not believe it. I do not believe what pastor mm -hmm. has said in church or no, rather, I think you should look at it from this angle. Pastor didn't give us the in-depth knowledge of what it actually is. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, do you think we should do that? Do you think we should express our freedom and rights to free worship and religion on social media? Should we take to our TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram pages to air our views and opinions of our religious uh, matters? Mm -hmm. um, it, it, the social media is very good whenever it is for the right reasons. And I must tell you, when it comes to religion, we are all evangelizers. We are called, all of us are called to be evangelizers, to be proclaimers of the word. We are called to proclaim the word, to let the world go viral, to make Jesus go viral, whichever way we can, to make sure that people hear the word. Now, whenever you pick up your mobile phone to make a recording and your recording does not promote Jesus, but demotes the person of Jesus, then you are actually antichrist. However, there is no problem because there is another person who is promoting Jesus. And because you are asking a question, it will lead the other person to make an answer. I remember when one person came out and said that Jesus did not say we should use perfume. Jesus said we should not use perfume. Okay. 
someone was actually using it as a thing and says that when you're using perfume, you will die. Quoting Bible, the same Bible we are all reading. Of course, it was written in the Bible. That perfume was mentioned, but the person was taking it out of context. Now, if you go to church and your pastor, your minister, your priest takes a word out of context, shiva not, come to the internet, research about that word, and then you will be inspired even more. Now, when I listened to that, I was sort of opportune to have listened to it. I had the opportune time to listen to it. And I said, no, 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 this is totally misleading. So I picked up my own phone, played it, and then gave people you know, an answer to it. So that's what the media does, and it helps. We need to dialogue about this faith. So people are open to use this media to express their faith. However, wherever they go wrong, okay, that's where the minister comes in. That's where the priest comes in to put people right. And that's why I am there with Faith Chat platform. You know, it's a platform that allows people to come and express their faith. And now to come also and ask questions about their doubts and then receive answers. Okay, you know, mm-hmm. seek explanation and get answers. Yeah. Uh, but Father, I have a worry that mm-hmm. you hardly find, because we're talking religion from all aspects, not just Christianity, okay? No. We're also talking about Islamic religion, we're talking about Judaism and other religions, okay? So, but you hardly find Muslims take to their social media pages to mm-hmm. add their opinions or their views in about something the clerics said at the mosque, okay? Mm-hmm. Why do we as Christians now need to be the ones to do that? Yeah, because we are a, a free people, free religion, okay? Christianity is a religion of freedom, okay? We are free people. We have been created not to be stalked, but to express ourselves from Genesis to Revelation, we saw God communicating with man as though man created in his image has right also to express himself. When God spoke to Adam, he asked Adam, where are you? What have you done? Now, God would have been, I know what you have done. I will strike you down. But there was that communication between God and the first created being. And it continues that way to revelation till today. Now, why you, however, you may still see Muslims even on the internet saying, um, criticizing a part of the Quran, okay, or trying to ex- explain it the way they themselves understand it, or trying to express themselves according to their understanding of the Quran. And that is very good as well. So, um, Christianity has its own way of expressing themselves and we believe that we have been created as free beings. I wouldn't want to talk about the Muslims, but you know, when we talk about Christianity, I think this is the reason why you see us expressing ourselves the way we do. You know, when God led the people of Israel away from Egypt, because of their freedom, they formed a different God. They created a molten calf because they were they were free. They created a molten calf. God did not strike them down when they did so. 
but he punished them in a way, but did not strike them down. And that is why, you know, where you can see that we are a religion that expresses ourselves, that communicates with our God as a friend. Mm, very interesting. Father, you always use songs, videos, hashtags, and sometimes even, you know, challenges that are, in quotes, worldly, <laughs> I want to say. <laughs> um, some people say we're bringing the church to maybe the streets, maybe to the nightclub, bringing the church to, you know, social media and the things that are trending. Where do we actually draw the line? Um, I, don't, I don't think, is there any worldly? Is there a line? What, what, what is the worldly there? Because um, I want to understand what you mean by worldly. Um, so that, um, and I use the words because because uh, Jesus says that we are in the world, but we are not of the world. Okay, so we have been sent to conquer the world. Okay, now when someone sings a song, okay, there is a lyric in that song that might make sense to you, that might teach you something. Okay, if some other person hears it as a worldly song. Okay, and then it is worldly because they are using some cuss words. However, I pinpoint a particular aspect of it and I say, this one, now I want you to focus on this one and may it speak to you. You understand? Like, I remember when I used the sound, you don't know how much you need of me. Now, someone else heard that song, I would be like, but this is a worldly song. And I said, it is only if you take it as that worldly because this is what I find as if God was speaking to me, the sound. Okay, I'm not giving you the whole sound. So if you're following me and you're listening to it, you're reading the words as I'm, because I use a sound, I attract you, I speak the word of God to you. You understand? So whenever you see my video, you will notice that it's not just about the sound. You see that it has a lesson embedded in it. It has either a biblical quotation that I want you to listen to at that time or to read and might be speaking to your situation. Okay, or, you know, it is a sign of the cross. It is a blessing that I'm bringing your way. So there must be a lesson to learn there. Maybe I don't really get what you mean by worldly in my, in my context. No, Father, it's, it's perfect. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, then. Uh, let's move sweetly over to the disadvantages. I mean, there are lots of fears. And uh, one of them should be uh, people not going to forget that the physical gathering. That was what I mentioned while we were having a conversation. That people will not want to go to church again. They don't want to go to for mass anymore. They will just do everything mm -hmm. online. Now, as digitalization continues to be used as a tool for evangelization, what fears do you see uh, for C Father? Um, are there other things we have to worry about? I think... I have the fear that people will get stuck online and forgetting physical meeting. I have that fear. And on my own platform, whenever we are doing early morning prayers, I always tell people, go to church. Make sure you go to church. Whatever church you are going to, make sure you attend mass, attend service today. Do not fail to go to church. This does not substitute the physical gathering of the faithful. I always warn people, and the Pope makes it very clear that the social media should not substitute personal communication. It should not substitute true communication with each other because that is 
what the social media should build a community that goes away from it to have personal contacts. Now, on my platform, on my Faith Chat platform, we don't just meet online. We also meet outline. <laughs> we also meet, you know, <laughs> we also meet, you know, physically. We have physical gatherings. We go on outreaches. People make friends from there. People have meals with each other. You know, whom, people whom I haven't met, people whom haven't, they haven't met each other, but then they gather amongst themselves and they make themselves happy. And then they go to church too. Because I want people to go to church. Even today, after Mass, I had to tell people, make sure you attend Masses during this Christmas season. Make sure you don't stay at home waiting for online Mass. However, there are people who, during this season, are in a place where they cannot find a church or where they don't have the mobility to attend Masses. Now, instead of them not attending at all, they have now the luxury, if I may use the word luxury, yeah, because it's, you know, it comes to your space. It just comes to your comfort zone to attend yeah. the online mass. That's what I called genuine reason, you see. But if you have the church around you and you're attending online, you are deceiving yourself, honestly. You should not deceive yourself. So my fear is that people might lose the interest, you know, in going for physical gatherings and physical meeting, but I pray earnestly and I hope that ministers too who are online will keep telling the people the importance of physical gathering because that is where Jesus touches us. The word of God says that the woman stretched out her hand and touched the cloth of Jesus. The word of God also says that they were gathered around Jesus and he fed them physically. So Jesus reached out to us physically. However, the online increases the urge, you know, increases the, the desire to reach out to Jesus, but it does not end online. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, now to something that I, I, I think may be a bit um, touchy, something I, I think mean, you know, looking forward to some more radical application of this digital worship style. Um, I know and others like Christians generally have um, mobile applications where they can read the Bible, uh, where they can, you know, go to the readings for the day on Clubhouse. They are, you know, mass is celebrated. In fact, across social media, um, you have, you know, religious um, activities going on. Um, but there are some rituals that um, um, certain religions have reserved for like, maybe physical, something that has to be, that has have physical and um, touch to it. Um, mm -hmm. would, would there be maybe an app for, let's say, confession for Catholics? And are there any moral, <laughs> are there any moral or ideological implications of um, such a move? No, um, there would never be um, a third party to the sacrament of penance. Because confession has a physical touch with it. And one thing about confession is also the secrecy that it involves. Today, that we are doing this right now, it might be a bit like we are giving people, we are here, okay, sending words to people. There are things that you might say here that are being recorded. Our data is being taken by the, you know, by the, in the media space. 
our data are being collected, our data are being used. So your confession will not be private if you're using a third party. In fact, let me tell you this. Do you know that if I have a doorbell, okay, that if you come to my door and I could listen to you through that doorbell or like, you know, walkie-talkie or like, um, you know, um, intercom, do you know that confessions cannot be heard through intercom? Wow. Confessions, yes, confessions cannot be heard through any third party. It has to be face-to-face. -face. You have to hear confession face-to-face -face because it has that vow of secrecy attached to it. That whatever you say that the confessioner, no one, no priest should have the right, no priest has the right to come outside and say it to anybody, not even to a fellow priest. The, 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 point, the time the priest opens his mouth to say what he heard at the confessioner, the priest ceases to be a priest. Wow. Yeah. So that is where you see that the church takes a physical gathering also seriously and sacrament seriously. The Holy Communion cannot be received online. It has to be physical. That is why we do spiritual communion. At the same time, telling people, once you have the opportunity of receiving the Eucharist physically, do not fail. Because physical communion, you understand, bears much more fruits. So the church wants you to be physical, physically present. Baptism cannot be held online. Baptism has a physical touch to it. There is water and the words. Apart from the words, there is anointing, there is water and the words as well. So baptism cannot be received online. Holy orders cannot also be received online because there are words attached to it. There should be that physical meeting for holy orders. So the sacraments are very precious to the life of the church. So the church does not trivialize the sacraments. However, in a very difficult situation where you know that there is nothing else that can be done, then we say the church supplies. Because our God is a God who knows all things and who can be anywhere at any time. So the church then supplies. For instance, you are sick, you are dying, you are needing a priest, but no priest is available. And then you have to, no priest is physically available around you. I will, tell, I will give you an instance with where I am. Okay, where I am, I would have to travel many miles to reach out to more people. So for instance, someone is dying elsewhere, I couldn't reach out quickly to the person, or before I could get there, the person dies, okay, without receiving that last sacrament. I'll pray for the person and bless the, the person's body, but then there is that desire in the person to receive the last sacrament, and I believe God sees our desire. So, I mean, we could go on and on and on, Father, and we will not exhaust uh, the conversation uh, about online worship and digitization of religion. We will not exhaust mm -hmm. it. So, um, talking about Christmas and the reason for the season, Father, are, are you, will Father, will Father have anything called Dirty December? Father, are you planning to? And um, what is Dirty December? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I've seen those. I've seen that word. I don't know whatever it means, but um, you know, can, can you tell me what it means? 
maybe father you'd maybe you'd want to do a maybe a tiktok or an instagram um after this so um yeah. dirty december is um i would describe it as a fun field um, yeah like the kind of fun field activities you do during the um, um december festive period just like december mm-hmm. that you don't do um, normally, normally like yeah. from january to november you most likely will not have these fun field activities but during um december you have these fun field activities and you see the december is dirty because it's filled with a lot of fun field activities ah is that what it means okay dirty um having people no so i'm just trying to look up the word um the phrase used to describe anyone who is on um, sanitary or dumb no no sorry if that's no, the, no if brother that's... it's not spelled it's not so it's not d-i-r-t-y but d-e-w-t-y yeah. like nigerian dirty ah okay it's 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 a nigerian sort of word yeah yeah it's like ah. a nigerian popular okay. nigerian popular nigerian okay slangs or something okay uh, if it's about joy there is spiritual joys there are you know there are spiritual joys and you know, just like when I heard the word bam bam and all that, you know, I thought, ah, <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, we could have, yeah, we could have some spiritual attachments to some of these things and, you know, and you find joy in them as well instead of mourning over it and, you know, because the word dorime has no singular meaning. You understand? It has no it has no singular meaning in Nigeria. People see it as you know going to the club and having some party and you know playing the word dorime and then you're you're spending your money anyhow. And then yeah. I could see it as okay, you know, fighting a battle because even the voice of the person singing it was like a battle. You want to bam bam, you understand? So and I was like, ah, you devil wants to bam bam with me. Okay, come on, let's fight the battle. You see, you know, you 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 see how the thing goes. You understand? So I said, ah, okay, let's do it that way. So if it is about dirty December, then people can have a very glorious and happy and positive dirty December. Okay, have have a good time with friends and family. So if the other person sees dirty December as going to a club and messing up, you see a dirty December as gathering with your family and having a good music, good laugh, good wine, you know, good meals and you know, good gathering and dance and all that. That's I don't know if that explains it, but. To me, if that is the meaning of Dirty December, having joy, then I would have a Dirty December. Come on, I will have a joyful December, and that's what I want to have. <laughs> if it is not, if it's if it is on the negative side, if that word is entirely negative, count me out. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'll take out I'll, I'll take that as your answer of your kind of Dirty December, yeah. And um, yeah. and you saying to other people, this is a kind, this is how um, um, your December should be dirty, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Okay. Thank you, okay. thank so, you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, what what are your prayers? What are your wishes for the new year? For the new year, okay. I thank God for the year twenty twenty one. It has been very fruitful from my end. It has been very um, uh, honestly. It has been very fruitful because. Um, I would say how many people uh, my platform has been able to touch and how many people we have been able to reach out, sustaining faith, nourishing people's faith and bringing people back to their faith. That's, you know, that's the goal. The year 2022, I want to target as the year of upgrade. 
I want to remind people that no matter how much you have lazied during this year, there is still time for you to plant a seed and it will grow. I want to remind people that the end of 2021 doesn't mark the end of your life. You can still start up something new. No one will be left behind if every one of us can take up a new initiative in our lives. Um, you cannot um, be promoted if there is no upgrade in your life. So you need to upgrade. So I tagged uh, 2022 as a year of upgrade, the year to rise up and take what belongs to you. Um, I will, people might be talking about divine or divine um, blessing, divine um, you know, providence, my year of divine providence. My, but I want us to take it, to make it personal, to make it personal, 2020, make it personal, build yourself, upgrade yourself, okay? Add more to what you know. You are waiting for a job. The time of waiting should be a time of upgrade. You are waiting for a miracle. The time of waiting should be your time of upgrade, spiritually, morally, mentally. Don't just relax and wait for it to happen, but go out there, work for it, upgrade yourself. I see people after studying political science, they are not getting a job. You can't just don't get stopped at that political science. There are lots of online courses going on. You can decide the year 2022, I'm going to engage myself with an online course. I'm going to use the little money I've earned and pay for an online course and upgrade myself. You understand? Update myself, upgrade myself, place myself as a place of you know advantage. Because once you place yourself there, then when the opportunity comes, you are able to grab it. Isaiah chapter 53 or 54 reminds us to expand, you know, our home for the blessings to be received. So I hope that 2022 will be a year of upgrade for anyone listening to me right now. Amen. Amen, we say to that. Um, we've been discussing on if virtual worship is the future with um, a Catholic priest, Reverend Father James Anu, who is popular on TikTok and on Instagram, across priest. social media, yeah? <laughs> the singing priest, the dancing priest. <laughs> um, thank you very much for the time and for the insight shared with us on our platform. We really appreciate this. Thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you, Anthony. Thank you, Gloria, for, for having me. I, I wish you a very... Um, Great and dated Christmas. <laughs> I, wish you a very, I wish you a Merry Christmas and a very wonderful, happy 2022 and a year of upgrade. Amen. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.